Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael. Episode 33. Uh, I owe you like $5 and change. We got paid out from the mugs that someone bought. Oh, really? You. Oh, okay. Um, and I got sent to PayPal. <laughs> so since you bought them, I'm just going to give you the five bucks of profit. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Because they don't pay out or you can't get it unless we reach like a $20 threshold. Right. But at the end of the year, for their legal tax situation, they have to send out all payouts. <laughs> so so we didn't qualify, but at the end of the year, they, they had to pay to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. That will pay for one Uber Eats uh, delivery fee. <laughs> well, you're not you. You don't sign up for their their. Uh... Oh, uh, the pass yeah. thing. I do, but you know, sometimes uh, when I want something a little further away. Gotcha. You still gotta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got. I lucked out. I got a push notification for their Uber One. Okay. Which is the pass. Yeah. But it was for a full year for like twenty bucks. No shit. And I shit myself. I was like, God damn it. Done. No, I lied to you. It was 50 bucks for that one. Still a great price. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, st- it's like about 15 a month. It's $9.99 a month. $9.99 a month? Okay. But still. But still, yeah. So that's 120-ish bucks, yeah. right? And so I got this for a year 50%. for 50 bucks. Yeah. I was like, that is Fuck. totally worth it. And you get 10% off of Uber rides. Right. Like, X amount, so. It's like. Damn, I use it so fucking much. How did I miss it? <laughs> I guess I use it more. <laughs> Which is not a good thing. No. Really. Not not really. But I'm glad you got it. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, after like however long that was, let's start the episode. Okay. <laughs> I deliberately did not bring down because uh, Spoilers, I guess not spoilers, behind the scenes look into how Dingus and Dongus debacle operate. I usually write down some stuff on a piece of paper. I didn't bring it this time. A, because there's a lot of authors or writers Mm -hmm. for the books that we read. And B, I want to see how you pronounce the name of the album and the artist without visual cues. Son of a bitch! (laughs) You remembered! God damn it! So... I wouldn't be able to pronounce it even if I had. Yeah, and now you don't even have. You can't fuck it up phonetically either. No right. phonetic fuck ups, just regular fuck ups. <laughs> just me being me. <laughs> the the comic we went with was Joker's Asylum, uh, out on DC, and it was a series of one shots, five different one shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just focusing on various uh, Batman villains. Yep. And it was kind of like a creature feature with the host. Right, kind with of. the Joker being the host. Yeah. I enjoyed about half of it. I, I mean, I liked it all as far as a casual read. Yeah. There's not a lot of meat to it, but there's some fun gotchas. Right. Um. Did, so... I got them all as single issues, 
And since it's one shot, it, there's no particular order you have to read them in. So I was kind of curious. Did you read them in any particular I, order? I did. Uh, the version that I got also at the end of certain uh, issues said, next week, this thing comes out. So I read it in release order. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, same thing with mine, but I didn't start on the first one. So I so like at that point, I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just gonna pick and choose. So how did you how did you go for the audience? There was a Two Face story, Penguin, Poison Ivy, um, Joker, Joker, and Scarecrow. Scarecrow, yes. Um, I started off with Scarecrow. Uh, this guy, I think Scarecrow is a neat character. You know, using fear as a weapon, kind of like Batman, but in a way different in a, way. In a, a psychologically trained background way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and with his doctorate and his uh, fear gas. Yes. And I was disappointed. <laughs> well, with that issue. That particular issue was interesting to me because I think I read it. Second or third, I can't remember the exact order right now because I didn't read them all in one sitting. Mm-hmm. But its art kind of reminded me of like a late '90s, early 2000s Cartoon Network. Show. Oh yeah, definitely. And I was like, this doesn't. I don't. It wasn't bad, but it didn't feel like it fit to right. me the story. It's a little uh, power puffy, but less yep. cute. Yep, that's yeah, that came to mind. Immediately, but yeah. not as cute, not as rounded. Right. Yeah. And overall, just the it just didn't grab me really. I got a little confused itself. at the end because the whole premise is all these. This girl goes to the sleepover and she's not popular, and Scarecrow fucks with them all with their fears, right? Mm-hmm. And she, the girl, was seeing Scarecrow as a therapy a therapy yeah. session, right? Yeah. So he came because of what she was saying to the house? I think it was one of those things where, yeah, he showed up just because he saw an opportunity. Okay, but based from her, right? So what was her fear? Because at the end, she didn't get, like, the scarecrow treatment. Right. Right? I don't know what her fear actually was if she... I mean, maybe just fear of not being popular. Yeah. Whatever that word that would be. Whatever. Yeah. I, I I think that was probably my least favorite. Yeah. Of the stories. Out of the five, I think that was the weakest one. Yeah. Favorite. Well, I think my favorite moment, I'll say, was the end of the Joker one. Okay. That was a lot of fun. Right. Because <laughs> Joker didn't kill anyone. Nope. And it ruled. And it, <laughs> he basically used, like, his uh, his notoriety to, to bring out the worst yes. in uh, these TV execs. And I know it's got like, – every TV exec, I feel, would do exactly what this guy did. Yeah. Because they're horrible, horrible people chasing and it's ratings. All about, yep, all, it's all about the ratings. Ratings and money. It's, it is pretty fucking funny because, like, he constantly hints at, oh, this next little thing, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt somebody with, right? It's like what she typically does, right? But then it never really happens. <laughs> and then at the end, 
uh, he plays the uh, the audio from uh, the control booth or whatever. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's a good one. Well, I thought maybe the executive's assistant had the secret cam on her because of her response was like, oh, so-and-so. Yeah. So I thought maybe she was in on it, but it was not the case. No. But yeah, they, they used the hidden cam footage and then aired it. Just to expose these executives and his higher ups, who he called. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, fuck these guys. <laughs> and I don't think uh, Batman actually shows up in that one. Well, Batman does. Well, does he? I don't remember. Not in the Joker one. Yeah. Yeah. No, he doesn't show. No, he does at the very end. And then Joker okay. gets in the Chevrolet and drives through the wall right, to get right. out. He's like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> I think. My favorite one was probably Penguin. That, is, that, is that because you're a romantic at heart? Yes. You're a tidy little tuxedo romantic? Yes. Okay. And, and who's actually a psychopath? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one I know was written by Jason Aaron because I actually bothered to like look, look at the author because I enjoyed it that much. Right. And I just like... I guess Penguin kind of reminded me of Trump, where it's like... Oh, sad little man. Yeah, just a sad little man. And, you know, okay, yeah, okay, you know, he got bullied, and that that's all terrible, and that shouldn't happen, but at the same time, he is just a sadistic fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like what, uh, he, sick, uh, uh, he sent his pet birds after the... Uh, the cheerleaders or whatever that made fun of them in high school. Yeah. Also, who in fucking high school has a swarm of birds to do their bidding like that? And how? <laughs> and why weren't they penguins, goddammit? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he forgot to, uh, he didn't watch uh, uh, Batman Beyond. Well, yeah. not, not Batman Beyond. Shit, wh- which one was it? Batman Returns. That with, was the one with, with uh, Penguin. Yeah, yeah. Batman Returns. He forgot to watch Batman Returns. But yeah, he was just an asshole teenager, literally like having birds attack girls. Fuck you, dude. Right. Like, and at, at just because he got played because there was a trick. It's like you want to go on a date with me or the dance with me. Right. And then he came to was like, hey, let's do this, and then got shot down. And the thing is, like, he supposedly loves these birds, right? But the minute one like pecks. Picked his hand, and birds are gonna do that. He fucking murders every single yeah, one of them. He bashes them. Yeah, it's like holy fuck, you're like, you're fucked up, dude. And did he go to what felt like a convention, like a trade show? Yeah, like a super a, villain, a trade super show. villain trade show <laughs> of just horrible shit, and then comes across what I assume are sex trafficked women, right? right? And then falls in love with one and frees her. Mm-hmm. And I don't. And then I guess quote unquote treats her right for a while. Mm-hmm. And she she uh, doesn't she, fall in love, but well, like feels appreciative. Maybe I think there's an aspect where she was uh, falling in love with Penguin, but then there's that moment I think in the um, in the restaurant where he got slighted, right? And he just blew up. And he made it. He made it all up himself. Yeah. There was, like, some chef laughing 
And the pig was like, right. he's laughing at me. He's like, nah, dude, you're just a wackadoodle. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, like, it, it kind of goes into the, the whole, like, childhood trauma, how it really sticks with you. Right. So at the, it, so I really like this story because it makes you feel bad for this guy because you understand where it all came Absolutely, from. Absolutely, right. But at the same time, he's just a really bad dude. Well, how he... Oh, I can't remember exactly. They had mentioned how he took out revenge. It was on on the on the chef. It took a period of time. <laughs> yeah. And he effectively like bought the company or the restaurant, fired the staff, bought the building in front of where the chef lives, put a liquor store because he knew he was a recovering alcoholic, and just a series of fucking fucked up shit. Right. To make it so this guy fails in life. Right. And ultimately hangs himself? Or shoots himself. He kills himself. Yeah, kills himself. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's like, he's a master at being petty. The petty master. (laughs) That is, yeah. He's like, I'm going to show you. (laughs) And then even with this woman that he bought at the slave or the villain's trade show, he took him back. Yeah. You think he got a refund? <laughs> there was a reshelving fee. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that one, that, that one's my favorite. That was pretty good. That was a solid one. What'd you think of uh, Poison Ivy? I thought her art was very sexy. Yep. Yep. I don't. I just. That's where that went. <laughs> <laughs> um. There's one moment in there. That kind of stuck out to me is uh, when Batman was chasing after Poison Ivy, and he was talking to Alfred. Um, yes. And Alfred was saying how uh, Poison Ivy is going after all these uh, sh- shady real estate people, mm-hmm. and Batman's response was, "I'm not trying to protect them. I'm trying to stop Ivy." Right. It's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's once again like Batman's hypocrisy kind of like rearing its head. It's like. She essentially is being a veg- vigilante in this instance. Right. Yes. And so are you. But there's this arbitrary line of killing, killing people that's and the line. Yep. versus, you know, horribly crippling people. It's like that's the line. Or locking them up for life. Right. Effectively taking their life away. Except for in DC, they always get out. Yeah. But you know, locking someone up effectively is killing a part of them. Right. Right. And, you know, knowing the criminal justice system, like, your life is fucked if you're put away for any amount of time, really. Right, right, yeah. But, yeah, it's just, like, you know, I, I enjoyed that little moment of highlighting Batman's hypocrisy. <laughs> I appreciate it, because she, she goes after three specific real estate developers, correct? Mm-hmm. The first two that we see aren't your typical... Poison Ivy story where she seduces them and kills them that way or whatever. It's very aggressive in how they're either strangled or cut with with thorns and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun little change of pace. Third one's your typical Poison Ivy. Yeah, she's just like a hooker. Yeah, and then kissy-kissy, paralyzed type of situation. Right. So that was fun. I appreciated those first two uh, attacks. Yeah, overall, I, I think I, I enjoyed that Poison Ivy issue. Um, so what are we missing? Uh, Two-Face. Two-Face and then um, 
think well, that's good. it. Just worry. Talk about Joker. Yep. We'll just we'll go with Two Face. Okay. There's um, two Two Faces. There are two Two. So that makes it Four Face. <laughs> <laughs> there's What's one up, Four Face. There's only one Harvey Dent, but in this particular one shot, there's two people with half their face or half their whatever disfigured. Right. So. And so what? What the story was like? Somebody uh, tried to talk to Harvey Dent about like. Like a motivational speaker type of... Weird rehabilitation type of deal. Yeah, it's like, oh, look, we both have fucked up half-faces. Right. We can bond on that and do a better thing with our lives. And then, of course, you know, it seems like a pretty typical Two-Face story where, you know, he, he catches a plan and makes this person make a choice. Yes. Between two things. So I, I'm curious... Did he flip a coin to see if he was going to break out of jail or not? (laughs) That is a good question. Because he does it for virtually everything else. Right. You think he flips a coin to decide if he actually is going to pee? I was was about to ask you. (laughs) Or if he's going to pee in his pants? No. I was literally seconds away. From saying, I wonder if he flips the coin to see if he's going to stand or sit when he pees. <laughs> and then you brought up the pee joke, and that's why we're the dingus and dongus debacle. Because we make pee and poop jokes. Hell yeah. <laughs> so am I going to stand or sit for this one? <laughs> sit it is. But that was another fun gotcha one, because he basically kidnaps dude's wife. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to burn her face off unless you shoot this Batman that I somehow captured. No one knows how you captured him, but you captured him. And then, you know, guns empty, and it's not actually Batman. He's like, well, you made the wrong choice. If you were the done thing that we wanted you to do, it would have happened, but also your wife would have been fine, and blah, 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 blah. But then then, Batman actually saved him. But then that guy's life is still ruined because his like wife leaves him. Yeah, his wife was like, "You should have just killed that fucker <laughs> instead of risking my face, right? My pretty face." That is a tough situation. Like, oh, I was, when I was reading it, yeah. my instant thought was, "Yeah, I'll shoot Batman." Why not try shooting Two Face? Well, well I guess he did. He did. But, yeah. No, I would just shoot Batman. Yeah. Because I figure if we live in a world. Where Batman and superheroes exist, and I kill Batman, I get some level of some notoriety. Right. So I was like, kill Batman. Let's you do get it. Get a uh, a Christmas card from uh, the League of Evil. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was like, yeah, no, we'll kill Batman. Um. So overall, I think it's worth a read. Like the the whole yeah. collection. There's apparently a second collection also. I don't know if I'll read it. Joker's Sanitarium? Joker's Asylum. I I. <laughs> uh, I was going to make a two-faced joke, but I lost it, so never mind. <laughs> so I just want to make sure we cover them all. Let's go through. We talked about Joker. Mm-hmm. We talked about Penguin. Penguin. We talked about Poison Ivy. Uh-huh. Scarecrow. Scarecrow. And Two Face, we got them all. Just making sure, because we are forgetful sometimes. Uh, Very forgetful all the time, most of the time. (laughs) It was fun, and Joker's little uh, intros are fun. It's like gears you. It's like a goofy fun house, right? 
Right, like, you know, uh, what was that thing that we read? It was another, like, kind of anthology. Well, uh, it had a oh, bookkeeper. with the, yeah, that was Swamp Thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, no, uh, the less good Swamp Thing, Man oh, Thing. Oh, Man Thing, yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, something like that. It's a Crypt Keeper type, type of deal. Um, and now, to embarrass myself, we listen to Hapoja Mulan Keskelta? Close <laughs> enough. Better than I could do. Yeah. Not like you doing it from memory and pronouncing it is better than I could have done from reading it off a page. Really? Yes. Because <laughs> I would turn it into a dumb joke. <laughs> Just to cover up the fact that I don't know how it's pronounced. Right. I don't, I don't fucking know, man. And I even started putting together a dumb joke while you were saying the <laughs> album name. Hapuja? <laughs> no. Ha- <laughs> That's not the joke in my head. <laughs> you know better than that. And if you're curious uh, as to the actual name of the band and the album, we'll put it in the post. On the postings, yes. yes. And then you can actually see how it's spelled and find it. Yep. Look for Dingus and Dongus Debacle on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Would think that they would already know that if they're listening to this, right? Not necessarily. People listen to things through oh, Spotify or oh, various right. other listening Google, YouTube. Right, because other platforms exist. Yeah. And you can't actually listen to these whole things on social media. <laughs> That's true. So it's like two separate entities. Yeah, you come to social media to get the names <laughs> because we can't pronounce anything. Yep. And then. Uh, go to YouTube and the other stuff to actually listen to it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, back to the album. Uh, I fucking love it. I liked it when they were less hardcore influenced. Yeah. When they started doing the hardcore stuff. Yeah. Not so much. I, don't, I think it's a really cool combination. Well, wow. it's track one, heavy hardcore. Yeah. Track two, almost non-existent. Yeah. And I, I think track two was the self-titled. Yeah. And probably my favorite of the album. That first riff on that second track, holy shit. Yeah. That riff fucking rules. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so good. It's one of those riffs where, like, the like the first time I listened, I was like, God damn it. Why did they write it? <laughs> Why did I write it? I Again, and I know I've said this before, I appreciated. Because they do that weird, dissonant, off-key, weird-sounding notes. Mm -hmm. I don't like it when they just throw them into the songs. I like it when they take those weird noises and turn it into a functional rhythm. Right. Right. And then it just sounds off because it's a weird note, Mm -hmm. but it's in rhythm and sounds cool together. Right. As opposed to just suddenly here it is and then it goes away. That stuff annoys me. Like uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, that kind of Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this this album is, I think it's fucking fantastic. It's, I think uh, last time I said, you know, I'm not a huge fan of black metal. Like, I don't really, that's not my go-to genre. Right. But when I listen to uh, black metal or black metal adjacent material, this is the kind of stuff that I want to listen to. I, I didn't hear much of the black metal influence yeah. throughout the album. There was a couple instances where I could feel... Maybe some 
atmospheric stuff or whatever. I guess it's black metal in the later Death Spell Omega sense. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Where it gets all weird. Gotcha. But then again, like, if you throw something weird in there, I'm probably going to be a little interested. <laughs> At least enough to listen to it. Right. And then talk to your friend about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so this thing got a weird thing in it. Let's talk about it. Oh, man, this shit sucks. <laughs> the notes don't sound right. Yeah, they don't sound right. <laughs> I need everything weird. in 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> in the same key. Yes. Your cat is playing with some thread between your legs that looks like a wiener. <laughs> uh, my cat trying to give me a hand job. Oh, no. Oh, no. Stop it. No. You shush. <laughs> I'm sorry, cornbread. That doesn't sound good for anybody. <laughs> no. With the claws and everything? Mm-mm. How, how did you feel about the vocals on the album? I thought they were solid. Yeah. Yeah. They... They were very wrestler vocals. They're very shouty. Yeah. yeah. Wrestler vocals. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The, the, these folks wrestle in Finland, I heard. <laughs> I heard through the grapevine that Hapupu Juice <laughs> wrestles in Finland. Hapupu Juice? <laughs> yes. We're going to offend these people if they ever listen to it. <laughs> they won't. No. It, oh, God. I'm just going to do it. Um, they probably don't speak English, so they don't understand. No, they absolutely no, do they speak probably, English. Yeah. Like, all of Europe speaks English. All of Europe? Pretty much. I don't know. I went to a, a town in England, and they didn't speak English. <laughs> Are you serious? No. Oh. I just couldn't understand the accent because it was like a really thick cockney gotcha. accent. Gotcha. But no, I think it's pretty commonplace that English is a quick second language yeah. learned. Unless you're in more rural areas. Right. These folks know how to speak English. They have to. Yeah, probably. Like, they're young enough to be... Not that you have to be young to make this music, but young enough to understand the influences behind what make this music. You're not going to be some 70-year-old making this weird mixture of hardcore and, I guess, black metal dissonant nonsense. Until about, like, um, 30 years into the future? Yeah. Then you will have 70-year-old people making, making this, this stuff. <laughs> yes. On their deathbeds. Hell yeah. That makes it more le- uh, legitimate, right? It Authentic. Does. Yes. True black metal. <laughs> True dissonant... Uh, hardcore influence black metal. Where they use bedpans mm-hmm. as musical instruments. Uh, channeling the the spirit of the ultimate warrior. Uh, <laughs> the spirit of the ultimate warrior through the Hapupu band. <laughs> <laughs> That's their name now, is Hapupu. Hapupu. <laughs> Which also almost sent. Never mind. Yeah, we're done. We're cutting that train of thought off. You're telling me afterwards. Because <laughs> I want to know. Fuck the audience. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you afterwards. Um, What's their other album? Or Is it similar, or is it more leaning towards hardcore or black metal? It's it's very similar. Similar? Okay. Yeah. And um, 
I don't really remember how I came upon the band, but like, uh, oh no, I, I do remember. I was watching um, Artificial Brains guitarist's YouTube channel, uh-huh. and he does a bunch of like cover songs and stuff mm-hmm. on there, and uh, he covered one of their uh, songs, and I watched it, and I was like, oh shit. That's cool. Yeah, I, I need to check this shit out. But uh, yeah, uh, their their other album, um, it's very similar style. It's you can tell it's the exact same band. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Dingus and dongus. They